Hey guys, welcome back to the nonprofit and charity fundraising podcast put on by crowdcrux.com. My name is Salvador Brigman and I am the host of this podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about six must know nonprofit crowdfunding tips. These are tips that if you're wanting to launch a crowdfunding campaign for your nonprofit, you need to adhere to, that you need to at least be considering before you launch in order to maximize the chance that you're going to have a successful crowdfunding campaign. Before we get into that, I just want to mention that we did conduct a personal and charity fundraising webinar with Deposit a Gift, and you can access that, the recorded version, at crowdcrux.com slash fundraising webinar. But in this particular episode, we're going to be focusing in on nonprofit crowdfunding tips. So here we go. The first tip that I'd say you need to take into consideration is to decide which crowdfunding platform you're going to be launching on. So there's a a lot of different types of crowdfunding. There's traditional crowdfunding, uh, what you might think of like a Kickstarter, an Indiegogo kind of campaign. There are sites out there like, uh, for example, you could do Razoo, Causes, Start Some Good, CrowdRise, uh, CauseVox, Indiegogo. Um, if you just go on Google and search for nonprofit crowdfunding websites, there's a whole slew of them out there. And really, the, the goal here with a nonprofit crowdfunding campaign, a traditional crowdfunding campaign, you have a, a, some kind of a, a goal or a cause you're trying to raise money from for. Um, you might have reward tiers, things that you're going to offer donors if they decide to back or pledge to your your nonprofit crowdfunding project. And really, you're going to be doing most of the marketing for this campaign. You're going to be marketing it to your existing donor list. You're going to be marketing it to potentially new donors through social media and through uh, just some pre-launch hype that you've been trying to build up. And uh, there are people on these crowdfunding platforms, I think, that um, might be also interested in your your project, particularly if you get some traction early on. The actual platform might do a little bit of promotion uh, to help get some more donors to your actual pla- uh, crowdfunding campaign. But uh, that, that's the basics of a, a, a traditional crowdfunding campaign, which is very different than a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign, which is another type of crowdfunding campaign. So a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign is when you say want to raise money uh, for cancer and uh, you want to put on this walk that's going to all of the the funds are going to go to the cancer society and uh, you, you are enlisting people your donors and they are going to be raising money on your behalf so let's just say people that are participating in this walk they decide to set goals say to raise a thousand dollars for cancer um, before they actually walk in this this marathon um so uh, peer-to-peer fundraising is when you enable your donors to raise money from their social network so most of the marketing is actually happening by your donors you're not having to do as much marketing here but the the main drawback here is you need to educate your donors about peer-to-peer fundraising and how they go about raising money from their social network um, there are a few different peer-to-peer fundraising platforms out there like Classy, uh, CrowdRise has peer-to-peer fundraising functionality, First Giving, CauseVox. Um, the, again, the, the main component here is that it's going to be a very big educational push. 
So you're going to have to teach your donors how to do the marketing to their social network. You're going to have to provide documents so that anyone who has a question about uh, giving to this campaign can easily figure out how to how to donate. And um, you can decide to do a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign on your own platform or on uh, one of these platforms that I mentioned before. So having a self-hosted crowdfunding campaign or a self-hosted fundraising campaign is an option, both if you're doing a peer-to-peer fundraising campaign or a traditional crowdfunding campaign. And I would say if you are on the more technically savvy side, you guys know how to set up uh, a website, um, handle all of the the financial transactions, and you just understand a little bit more um, on the technical side, it definitely is possible to set up your own privately hosted crowdfunding campaign um, or to give your your donors the ability to raise money from from their network. It's it's more of a technical challenge, I would say, than a uh, understanding challenge. Because whether you're doing a campaign on someone else's platform, taking advantage of the functionality they already have built in, or you're running your own campaign on your own website, there's the main components are going to be the marketing and the educational aspect um, and making sure that your donors understand what it is you're doing and having compelling marketing and having compelling information out there so that people understand why this cause is important that you're trying to raise money from. The second tip that I think most uh, people that are running a nonprofit campaign need to adhere to is Like we were saying before, you need to create education materials. And this is really a must. This is probably, I'd say, a a major factor why I see a lot of nonprofit crowdfunding campaigns failing. And it's not just education materials about how do I give money online, how do I pledge to this campaign. Um, Educational materials in terms of what do I say when I want to share this campaign on social media? How do I get involved? What kind of messaging or uh, giving letters should I send out? You know, what kind of text should I use? What uh, images are can I use? What videos should I share to my social network? There's a lot of gaps here that if you don't give people the information, if you don't suggest uh, phrases to share, or you don't suggest um, to share a particular video, they might just not share because they don't know what to do. So the, the education, it expands beyond just the basic how to give to an actual campaign. It's also how to go about sharing it. And uh, more importantly, how to get involved more so. So people that want to get more involved in this fundraising initiative, how do they do that? You know, um, aside from just enlisting donations and aside from sharing it, are there any other ways that they can get involved? And I think education materials as well will highlight why this cause is important, why it's something that people should take notice of when in their daily lives they're inundated by so many other marketing messages for worthy causes, especially on their social feeds. There are all so many worthy causes out there. Why is this one important? Um, So education materials should also strive to bridge a little bit of that knowledge gap and highlight why people should care about this particular initiative. One good way to do that is with video, with sharing testimonials of you know, compelling stories, um, articles, all of these different uh, mediums are a great, great way to reach out to people and to share why it is that this cause matters. And if you go to my, my website uh, and you go to crowdcrux.com slash nonprofit dash crowdfunding dash tips, um, I also have a, an example here of 
the MMORE charity campaign, which raised, I think it was $80,000 on CauseVox. And they did an amazing job, just a really killer job of putting together education materials for their campaign. And I've linked to that uh, in this article. The third most important tip that I would give here to uh, nonprofits or individuals trying to or thinking about running a nonprofit crowdfunding campaign is that you need to build up your social media accounts and email list prior to launching. This is something you should be doing regardless just to keep in touch with your existing donors um, for your nonprofit organization. But if you haven't been, it's absolutely essential for a nonprofit crowdfunding campaign. And the reason there is that the main way that people will learn about this new initiative is through social networks. One, through their friends that are sharing information about the campaign. Um, two, if they get a direct message via email, via Facebook. Uh, three, sort of indirectly, if you get a PR story that's usually they discover on a social network like Twitter, like on Facebook. Um, so, so the way in which people um, will discover what it is that you're doing primarily is through social media nowadays, but also the email list. And the, the email list, it's, it's definitely, I would say, um, in the last few years, gone down less in terms of, it's, it's harder to market through an email list. But I still, of all the social marketing that I do, it's the best return on investment. You see the most engagement when you develop a relevant email list and you market to that email list. Um, so the, the key here is that you want to start to build up a little bit of a launch pad before you actually hit that launch button and launch that nonprofit crowdfunding campaign. You wanna build a little bit of a buzz. You wanna get people a little bit interested in what it is you're doing. You want people to expect or know that you're going to be launching this campaign so that when that email does come in their inbox, when they do see that message on your Facebook page, when they do see that you finally launched this campaign, they're gonna be more inclined to give as soon as possible which is gonna create a little bit of that momentum that you need to get other people to give and to really just cut down that bystander effect of, you know, people, they, they go to a campaign, they don't see a lot of donations, they don't wanna give, you know? So you wanna cut down that barrier and have some donations flow in immediately so that other people are like, oh, this, you know, my friends are giving, this looks like a cool initiative, yeah, I'm gonna to give to it. So starting with the email list and the social media, uh, building up those accounts is just really imperative um, before you launch a campaign. The, the fourth most important thing I would say if you're going to be launching one of these campaigns is that you need to network with organizations both in your industry and uh, other nonprofit organizations that might have a similar cause. And uh, you might think of them as competitors a little bit, but I think that you can always find a way to add value to other organizations um, and in return, ask them to say, share your campaign or if they have any advice or uh, if they'd be willing to actually promote a little bit to their, to their donors in exchange for some promotion to your donors for one of the initiatives that they might have going on. So the, the first part here is networking with other nonprofit organizations. And uh, a great way you can also network with them, aside from you know LinkedIn, from attending events, meetup groups, from um, going on Eventbrite, looking for some interesting events in your area, uh, connecting on Google+, on LinkedIn groups. There are a lot of different ways to meet people. 
But uh, I always come with the perspective that you need to add value to other people's lives before you ask for something from them. So you could even share information about um, what you're doing in terms of this new nonprofit crowdfunding campaign and how that might be an interesting idea for their organization. You might share information you've learned about um, social media or marketing um, as you've been running your own nonprofit organization and share that information with them. So you want to create a relationship here with other organizations so that when you do ask them to share your campaign or if they would even be willing to provide a testimony of some kind of why this cause matters, um, they're more willing to do that. Uh, it's, it's also important to network with industry publications. Um, so these are not you know, nonprofit organizations. These might be blogs. These might be uh, just online media publications. Basically, you want to connect with people who care about the same cause that you do. So for example, um, if you're trying to raise money uh, for some kind of a climate change initiative, you go out there and look and spend an hour or so on Google and just list out all of the different blogs, media publications, and influencers, individuals who have written books on this um, that care about climate change, where all these people are, you know, the, the types of organizations that they run online, the media publication, um, the kind of content that they're writing, and really it's going to be your goal to just to pitch these people to uh, pitch them a really great story for that publication. Or in the case of a blog, um, why this cause really matters and what you guys are doing to, to impact it. And they're gonna be more naturally uh, geared towards sharing that if it does impact that cause legitimately. That's exactly what their publication is there for. So uh, networking with some of these industry publications, it's just gonna give you a bit of a wider audience when you finally do launch that nonprofit crowdfunding campaign, people from who read that publication or who see the article on social networks or have seen it shared on Twitter are uh, going to click through and then they're going to learn about your campaign. So it just broadens the reach there. The fifth most important tip I would say is to study industry examples. And this goes for pretty much any learning any kind of new skill or uh, learning even anything in, in marketing or uh, nonprofit space in general, I would say. But uh, I, would, I would go out there and study some of the nonprofit crowdfunding campaigns that have existed online, not just on, you know, uh, platforms or uh, that you might have seen in the newspaper, but uh, I would just go out there and see which ones are currently ongoing. What are they doing right? What do they seem to be lacking? What is your initial impression when you come to one of these nonprofit fundraising campaigns? If it's a one that doesn't look like it has a lot of donations, you come to it, make sure to catalog. How do you feel about that campaign? How do you feel about the presentation? How do you feel about the video, the copywriting, all of that kind of stuff versus when you go to a more successful campaign, how does that campaign make you feel? And how are you going to replicate those kinds of feelings when donors begin to come to your page? And likely, I think you'll find out that um, obviously having a little bit of a social proof Having a, a timeline there, having a, a good video, good quality images, a, an interesting cause, great copywriting, all these things are going to stand out and just add to that experience of being excited about what it is this particular nonprofit is doing. 
So go out there and study some industry examples. Go, you know, spend an hour on Google. Um, just look around at some of the other successful and non-successful campaigns and uh, pay attention to how you feel about them because that's how donors exactly feel when they come to these kinds of uh, projects. The last and most important tip I would say is that similar to a track runner, you need to hustle until the finish line. You know, you can't just give up before you hit the finish line, um, even if you've had a little bit of initial success. This is a really key component. You need to maintain the momentum throughout the entire duration that you're fundraising for. And we talked about a few ways to do that. Um, reaching out to media publications, scheduling all these articles to go out, keep sharing on social media sites, continuing to engage other nonprofits and donors, but you, you need to keep hustling until that timer runs down and you're done that particular nonprofit crowdfunding campaign. Don't give up. It's, it's very difficult to maintain interest throughout that time period, but uh, it, it's crucial that you just make a strong finish and uh, that, that kind of um, experience is it just translates into other product launches or other launches of new initiatives for your own nonprofit having this just in it, being willing to be to hustle and being willing to grind it out and being willing to work hard until the finish line it says something about the values of your organization and that kind of culture it doesn't just translate to your team ultimately it will also translate to your donor base and they'll see that this is the kind of organization that you are, not one that slacks off or one that um, doesn't, you know, finish finishes things halfway. Someone that really commits and is committed to making a change with what it is you're taking their money for to make this change in the world. So that being said, these are the six nonprofit crowdfunding tips that uh, I would recommend thinking about and uh, taking action on before you actually launch a nonprofit crowdfunding campaign. But I would love to hear what it is, uh, what nonprofit you run, what nonprofit you work for, or what you're trying to raise money for, and you can reach me via Twitter, hit me at at sbrigman, S-B-R-I-G-G-M-A-N, or you can leave a, a review on this uh, iTunes uh, podcast. Just go to the iTunes store, and uh, it really just helps people. If you leave a review, more people will be inclined to check out our show. And if you benefit from this podcast, that's great. Uh, I think other people would as well. And if you'd like to check out this podcast in text form, um, get some of more of the links and the resources and more of a, a, an in-depth overview, you can go to crowdcrux.com. And this podcast in, uh, specifically would be crowdcrux.com slash nonprofit dash fundraising dash tips. Thanks so much guys for listening to this podcast and I look forward to connecting you with you on our next one. In the meantime, let me know what kind of crowdfunding campaign that you plan on running and I'd love to hear more information about your nonprofit. Thanks and stay tuned for our next episode.